0: Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to Campus Beat. I'm your host, Dinah Jansen. And today in studio is Carly D'Amico from Student Academic Success Services right here at Queen's University. Thank you for coming to the show today, Carly. Well, thank you so much for having me. This is very exciting. It's very exciting for me, too. I've just learned uh, while uh, Carly's working uh, at Student Academic Success, Sur- Success Services, she's actually got about 10 years of broadcast experience behind her, too. I did it for about a minute or two, yeah. <laughs> yeah just a minute, just a <laughs> just, little bit. <laughs> it was, I just dabbled for a little bit, and then, yeah. This, well, th- this is really exciting. Oh, i, pr- I pr- have so much to learn from you. <laughs> so um, tell us about yourself. Um, who are you, and what is your role at SAS?
1: Sure. So uh, I am the promotions and administrative coordinator, which means I kind of have a MacGyver position. Okay. I like to sort of do it that, talk about it that way. I put out a lot of little fires. So if you come to the front desk, that's me. If you phone, that's me. If you email, that's me. If you're tweeting, or if you're facebooking, if you're direct messaging, that's me. Um, <laughs> I'm taking care of that kind of thing. So you know somebody at Queen's. So there you go. If you're new to Queen's University and you're just trying to figure out where to go and what to do, you can always come by SAS in for Library and say, hey girl, and I'm there. That's me. I'm Carly D'Amico. Um, I also am in charge of uh, not just the communications and the social media, but also some of the HR and some of the financing and making contracts and building schedules and all that good stuff. It's it's a little bit of everything.
0: So, hence the MacGyvering.
1: Yes, exactly. Uh,
0: can you do magical things with paper clips? Well,
1: sometimes. <laughs> sometimes. There's a lot of posters that are being done right now. Indeed, <laughs> and uh, sometimes I use them. Yeah, to keep myself organized. Try to anyway.
0: Okay, so we've we've mentioned this uh, word SAS, again, Student Academic Success Services. What is SAS, essentially?
1: So essentially, we are an academic service for all students. We're all we're free service on campus, located in Stauffer Library, and we're for all students, all years, all faculties, all programs. It's not remedial, and it's absolutely free. And And there's three main ways that you can access our services. The first is online. Mm -hmm. So we have modules for all kinds of things that you need in the academic realm. Mm -hmm. We also have big, big workshops on campus that you can go if you're in res, you can bring your floor with you. We also have graduate workshops as well. And we have one-on-one consultations with professional writers and professional learners. So on the writing side, if you are new maybe to university and you get an assignment and you think, I don't know what. They want. I have mm-hmm. no idea what to do with this. You can bring it to SAS and we'll help you with that. Mm-hmm. If you've written part of your assignment, part of your essay, whether it's a bio lab, a chem lab, it could be a part of your dissertation, part of your thesis, we'll take a look at it and make sure you're on the right path. Making sure that structure properly, make sure that there's transitions, that you have arguments, all of the things that are necessary in, in writing in, and at, at an academic level. Mm-hmm. And on top of that, if you've written the majority of it, we'll take a look at it too. Um, our writing consultants, the majority of them are professionals on campus, they are incredibly nice and they're really, really helpful. They don't edit, but we teach you how to look for what you Mm -hmm. need to, it's self-editing, right? So Mm -hmm. it depends on what you wanna come in. Sometimes people say, I just don't know where to start or I think I've had a pre- I think I have a pretty solid essay but I'm not sure if my conclusion is correct I don't know if I have a thesis mm. I don't know if it's formatted properly we can h- help with all of that and mm-hmm. really it's just about what are you trying to say and a lot of times when you say it out loud it just means that you got to put that on paper, right? And that's sort of a bit of transition. So they have a way to look at it out of context to make sure that it's coming through clear and what your professors are really looking for. So that's on the writing side. We also have big workshops. So we have some big workshops coming up, how to write your first university essay, where Mm -hmm. we go through how to do that step by step by step. Of course, all of that is on our website as well in module Mm -hmm. form. On the learning side, we help with everything from time management, to focus and concentration, how to take notes from text. Books, mm-hmm. how to take notes from lectures so that you're actually not writing everything down mm. memory strategies so specific strategies you can do so that you retain the information we can help you with focus and clarity so if you feel like you're sitting down and you're organized and you're ready to go but you're just not being able to sit there and work at it we can sit down with you and we can give you some strategies to help you focus so that it works for you. Uh, Reading Mm -hmm. efficiently, reading faster, um, all of the academic skills that you need in university and really are really helpful just to serve in your everyday life. The things that you're going to need as you continue into your career, whatever you want to do, time management, being organized, efficiently using your time, all those things we can help you with. And of course, stress and coping skills too, because <laughs> academics can be slightly overwhelming and stressful uh, at times. <laughs> and uh, we can put things in perspective for you and help you balance exactly what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you just need someone to sit down and say, okay, let's p- make a list of all the things that are due. What's the most important? Let's start on that. You're good to go, right? Sometimes yeah. you just need that.
0: What do you think, uh, just uh, just picking up on that last thought, what do you think uh, it, your most valuable piece of wisdom you would have to offer to an undergraduate student who's just arrived on campus and suddenly they're in the world of academia?
1: Right. I think what I tell most students is that it's really important to stay organized. I think that's the really main key. I think to any um, undergraduate student who's coming into Queen's University, you should always be really proud of yourself already. You're already a smart student. You've gotten the grades to get here. So you already have those skills. You don't have to completely learn everything brand new. You're gonna have to learn how to learn some things because you probably have never been in a lecture with 500 other students before. Mm -hmm. You may never have had to read 200 pages of reading in a week but you're smart and you have the skills. It's just that university is so much faster than high school. Mm -hmm. So by the middle of October, you're already a third of your way down your semester. It flies by really fast. If you go to class, you do your readings, you do your work, you show up and actually focus when you need to, Mm -hmm. you'll be fine. Mm -hmm. It's just once you fall behind, it's kind of like chasing a train in university. It's really hard to catch back up. So for any student who's starting, I would say, the very first week, get your syllabus from each one of your classes or your syllabi. Your professors will have them either in hardcore form or they'll have hard copy.
0: It. hard copy, hard copy, hardcore syllabus. It might be etched in stone. I don't know. I don't judge them. They're all so different and wacky. I have no idea. I have a PhD. I've seen some pretty hardcore <laughs> syllabi before. They are intimidating.
1: They're pretty intimidating.
0: When I've you seen get a some forty-page syllabi. I know. And you're oh, like God. really?
1: This is this is this is that just induces anxiety. I think. But make sure you get it. It'll be it'll be. Online to take that. And what's great about university is all of your assignments, all of your deadlines, and how much everything is worth is due from the very beginning. Mm-hmm. So you have that. Also, one of the sort of tricks to know when it comes to university is on your syllabi, your, your professor is going to map out learning outcomes and that's what they really need you to understand in order to move forward to the next chapter, the next class, mm-hmm. that's what they're going to test you on. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, if you're going to focus on anything and if you're running out of time, life happens and sometimes we get overwhelmed, if you can at least point down the things that are your learning outcomes, that'll help. So take that, yeah. put it in a calendar, get one of those September, October, November calendars, put all your due dates down and it gives you a bigger view of it, like a bird's eye view, because then you can see, well, this week isn't that busy. But but next week I have something that's worth 30%. So then you can manage your time. You can see like, oh, this is only worth 5%, but this is worth 20. Then you can organize your time as opposed to just having a list and thinking, how am I going to get all this done? Mm-hmm. Another thing that's really important is to do a weekly schedule. So you have to make sure you put in when you're going to be in class. That's really important. And then you also have to put in the things that you know you're going to be doing. So you have to put in sleep. Mm-hmm. I know sleep isn't the funnest thing to do when you come to university.
0: Oh, I, 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 actually, I quite appreciate (laughs) appreciate sleep. beautiful sleep. It is is so
1: tricky, right? You're in residence, you're away from home, there's all these exciting things to do and see. Mm. But if you uh, have gotten only two hours of sleep and then you try and study for 10 hours, your brain's not going to work. It's just, there's only so many Red Bulls you can drink and then you just get a, you know, gut rot. It's not going to help anybody. So you really, really need to get your sleep in there. So put that in your schedule. And then assume in general for every class you have, you'll have an hour and a half to two hours of work outside class. Mm-hmm. So if you have five classes, that's an extra 10 hours. At it adds up to about 45, 50 hours of work, mm-hmm. which seems very overwhelming. But we all know somebody who has a full-time job and they're able to be human, right? Yep. They still get to eat and sleep and do the fun things in life. So mm-hmm. what we say is put all your academic time in there when you're in class and then break down those 10 hours. Mm-hmm. If You know, if you know that you work okay in three-hour chunks, then do three hours on Tuesday, three hours on Thursday, three hours on Saturday. Mm -hmm. If you know that three hours is too long for you, then don't schedule it that way. Give Mm -hmm. yourself, you know, an hour or 50 minutes and give yourself a 25-minute break. And don't schedule the time when you know you're not going to do it. So if you're not a morning person, don't schedule that you're going to do your homework at 6 a.m. on a Monday morning. (laughs) Because it's not going to happen unless you're a morning person, right? Mm -hmm. And if you know that every Thursday night you go out with your friends and you go to the movies or you go somewhere special, then don't make yourself do the homework when you know you want to go out. Mm-hmm. You know, make it work around your schedule. Just balance it. And then Mm -hmm. when it's in your schedule, you know you got to be doing your work, sit down and treat it like a job. And then when you don't have anything scheduled, it actually feels like free time. Mm -hmm. You're not stressed out about it, and you're a much more happier human, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: really. And, I mean, if you can mitigate the amount of stress you're going to feel in university, it's a much more happier experience. And you'll be able to experience other things more wholly, right? Mm -hmm. So we just, if you keep yourself organized, and you got a weekly schedule, and you got yourself a monthly calendar, I'm telling you... Mm -hmm. Go to class do the readings the teachers tell you to do the readings. you know (laughs) if they tell you ahead of time to read a chapter for you go to class I promise you the class will make a lot more sense yes if you've done the readings yes so do it and I mean some professors are really great and they post all of their notes ahead of time up online you can go you can print them out get them bound then all you have to do is take that to your class and then take notes while you're there don't worry about it being perfect when you take notes just take your notes and then rewrite your notes Mm -hmm. making summary notes is one of the most essential things to remember what you're learning. Oh, yes, indeed. It's so, so important. So if you go to class and you rewrite that notes after class or within a week, chances are you're going to retain about 80% of that information. Mm -hmm. If you go to class, you take notes and don't look at it for 30 days, and then you open it up again, there's a good chance you're going to forget 30% of that information. Mm -hmm. It's like missing a third of your lecture. So It's really important that you put aside time, even if it's an hour or two per week, to rewrite your notes, Mm -hmm. whatever that is for you. If it's in physical form, if you want to do it digitally, whatever works. And then when you have to study for an exam or a midterm, all you have to do is pull out your summary notes and you're good to go. Mm -hmm. Because when you come and all of a sudden you have all these midterms and all these exams at the same time, you're going to think to yourself, how in the world am I going to reread everything? Right. And the answer is you can't. You no, know you can't. That's why we give you six weeks to mm-hmm. do the work. So go to class, do your readings, do your summary notes, Then when it's exam time, you just pull out your summary
0: notes, and you're good to go. So it's all about staying on top and being organized. Yeah, I I had a similar technique way back in the day when I was an undergrad. Uh, Many of my peers at the time would be uh, using laptops. I I hand-wrote my notes, but that made it a little more selective as well as to what it is I was actually writing down. Because no, you can't write with your hand as fast as a professor is uh, speaking at the lectern. So I would go, I would try to glean what seemed most relevant or an interesting point that I really kind of mm-hmm. wanted to remember and then I would go and translate all of that into my computer so everything because my handwriting can be pretty sloppy when well, you're doing it on the and fly I think what did I write but, <coughs> but it's right there and I've just yeah. I've just been at like an hour ago I was mm-hmm. at that lecture so I can it's still within my very recent memory I can go back oh yes that was what was said then actually write it all out and then I would translate it into those bullet points but I would actually have the two separate documents then one with the summary right and bullet pointed summary but then the the longer stuff too so then what I would start doing each week as I was moving further and further towards a midterm exam and had several of these to do, I would also review every week, spend a couple of hours reviewing this uh, this summary and then the week after and then the week after because then it just sort of builds. So by the time I got to midterm right. time it was just a matter of reviewing. And maybe I'll go and look at the original notes too, because maybe there was a little fine thing that I'd like to add as a fun example or something that yeah. might turn up in an essay question. Right. But I worked out pretty darn well. I and did, you feel I did a lot quite more well. confident,
1: You know, you yeah. feel
0: not as anxious going into an exam, and that's always a good feeling to have. Right, right. right. Uh, indeed, because sometimes examinations, and I, I see it, I've taught students of my own uh, in in the history department here at Queens uh, who take many different classes around the university too if, especially if their first years they're they're just sort of ch- still at the shopping around I don't know what I want to major in yet yes. stage right yeah, yeah. Uh, so it can be really overwhelming especially when yeah academics and three hour two three hour exams a term or something like that is something that many students are just not necessarily familiar with no. and and it can be pretty intimidating especially if they also have to write papers and then they learn that wait a minute I I thought I knew how to write an essay I got 90s in high school mm-hmm. and then they come and realize actually no yeah <laughs> that's, uh, the way that's re- that you've been taught to write is not how you form an argument
1: yes yeah it's very <laughs> very different and yeah. and I mean, I think, too, when you first start university, you have to give yourself a little bit of a break. Oh, yeah. You know? Because, and room to grow. Yeah, there's so much to learn. And when we talk to students about writing in general, we do say that there is a real difference between academic writing and university than there is to high school. And that's why it's so important if you can go to one of our workshops on how to write your first university essay. Mm-hmm. We also have online every resource you could need for writing in university. So how to oh, write a tell history me some. paper. Tell me about some. You know, or how to Write a bio lab, how to write a chem lab, Hmm.
0: um,
1: how to write a SOCI 122 paper because those are different. We have resources on how to write and annotate a bibliography. (gasps) Nice. Who's who's ever done that before?
0: (laughs) I have.
1: (laughs) But before you, like most people aren't going to just say, I'm just going to do that for fun today. Um, You (coughs) know, and we have resources on three different types of theses so you understand how you would build them and how you make argumentations and -hmm. and propositions. We also have all kinds kinds of resources for English as an uh, as an additional language so if you're looking for things about pronouns and and grammar lessons, all of that is online too. So I would suggest go to workshops if you can. Um, if not, you can definitely use our online resources. They're all in module form, mm-hmm. they're really, really handy. You can go through them, they're in PDF form, you can print them off and keep them in your laptop. And, or you can, you know, stop by and visit one of our one-on-one writing consultants and they'll go through it with you and say, okay, this is what you have, this is what the professor's expectations are, mm-hmm. let's match them up somewhere in the middle. So mm-hmm. you understand what the professors are looking for. And that's one of the biggest difference between high school and university is that professors are looking for you to think critically about some sort of information. They don't want you to just read it and regurgitate it anymore. Mm -hmm. They want you to do something with it. Now, a lot of times when you get to university, you've never seen these words before. Mm -hmm. You've never seen the word compare, contrast, or analyze, or discuss, or break down, right? Mm -hmm. So we have a list of common terminology on our website, all the words that professors use in assignments that you can read through and go through. Mm -hmm. And if you don't know... No, which is totally fine. If you don't know what something means, ask. Mm-hmm. Just ask the professor. That's what they're there for. They all have office hours. They would love for you to come by. Most of the time, they're <laughs> sitting there waiting for a student to come by.
0: Yeah, that, indeed, I've, I've gone through whole semesters without a single student right? coming to office hours. But I'm like, well, oh, gee whiz, I must be doing a really good job. I'm right. the best teacher ever. Wow. Yeah, that's what
1: they're there for. You know, they they want you to succeed. Uh, everybody here on campus wants you to succeed. That's why there's resources. That's why their services are here. It's just different. Because in high school, your teacher might see, oh, you're struggling. Let me reach out to you. In high school, if you're in a class or if in university, if you're in a, you know, a lecture of 500 students, you're the one who has to reach out. Mm-hmm. But if you reach out, I'm telling you, people are here to help you. Mm-hmm. And they really want you to succeed. So ask questions. And it's really, really easy when you get to university to think that everybody else is on top of their game, and they're not worried at all. Mm-hmm. The truth is, everybody's Everybody's stressed now and everybody has questions. And there's a lot of people who just don't know what's going on. Mm -hmm. You can't compare yourself to other people. So don't feel like you're the only person. And most likely, if you ask a question to a professor in a lecture or in a discussion, there's 10 other people that have that same question who just are too scared to ask it. So if I can tell you anything, please, if you have a question, ask your TA, ask your professor. It might seem like a really little thing, but sometimes that little thing that you don't understand becomes the whole lecture of your next lecture Mm -hmm. and like I said if you get behind it's really tricky to catch up so you don't want to be three lectures in and and not know what's going on so ask ask for help there's lots of people there you know make sure you go to class that's Mm. really important yes it is if you don't go to class you're just going to miss out on what you need to be learning and life happens sometimes you can't go to class if you can't at least get notes from somebody else Mm -hmm. you know get a buddy get a buddy and then get buy him a coffee I mean, like, if you're, you know, borrowing their notes, it's mm-hmm. really important to not take advantage of them for that. But don't just say, life sucks this week. I didn't go to class. I'll figure it out. Go and get notes for it. You know, do the readings, catch up, because you'll save yourself a lot of time and anxiety mm-hmm. as you move on throughout the rest of the semester.
0: That's such excellent advice. Now, you've uh, you've told us quite a lot, and thank you so much uh, for... Uh, giving us sort of some insights on uh, what a one-on-one appointment might look like with uh, one of the folks at SAS or, or and some of the workshops, uh, the many workshops and some of the resources that are also available on the website for students to be able to access. But one of the other things that I, uh, we haven't actually touched on yet, SAS also offers specific support for students whose first language is not English. Yes, What kinds of supports are in place for folks who are not only finding themselves uh, maybe in university for the first time, in some cases they might be at, in Canada for the first time mm-hmm. uh, in a place where they're speaking English, but they're not necessarily speaking English as a first language. So what kinds of supports, what kinds of challenges might actually be in place for that, those students? And what supports does SAS uh, have in order to respond?
1: Right. So I mean, anytime you're coming to a new, you know, when you think about coming to Queen's, and even if you're from, let's say, Ontario, it's scary. Mm. So you can imagine English not being your first language we see a lot of students who are graduate students, PhD students, who English is their third or fourth fourth language yes which is crazy <laughs> <to me. laughs> like share some of your smarts because if you're going to a phd and have three different languages it's just it's baffling to me it's unbelievably how talented the students are yes the graduate students here on campus it's unbelievable and there's challenges just culturally understanding what's going on but also there's also a different way in which academic the academic expectations are with another university, because you can be going to university and doing your master's over in Europe, and then maybe the structure is different here in Canada. So we help students with a multitude of different things. But normally, if uh, a student who is English as an additional language, we first book them an appointment with our With our EAL coordinator, and they have sort of a a one-on-one meeting, and they together assess their reading, their speaking, their listening, and their writing. Mm -hmm. Sometimes a student wants to come in because they want to work on presentations Mm -hmm. because that they find that difficult. They're okay with the writing, but doing a presentation in English is difficult for them. Sometimes it's pronunciation, and they want to sit down with somebody and work that out. They want to sound more. Um, uh, m- more like they fit in around here or just so that they understand what people are saying. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes it's about listening. A lot of times it's about writing as well. Students who are English as additional language can also go to our regular writing center. They can bring their papers there as well. Okay. Um, if you're English in additional language and you want to work on something more specific, then you would see our EAL coordinator. So I want to work on pronouns. I want mm. to work on um, how to conjugate these verbs. I want to understand you know, these words and how they fit in the language. Mm -hmm. Or I want to learn 30 new words every week, and then I want to understand how I put those into my vocabulary. Mm -hmm. So it's it's a little bit different. They also help with... Uh, with assignments as well, um, but sort of in a bit of a different context. And there are lots of different ways that English as additional languages, um, students can get help on campus. Um, As well, there's conversation groups through QUIC. Mm -hmm. And we now have a drop-in. So every Wednesday night, from six to eight over it quick. It's a drop-in, so all you need to do is bring your assignment with you. You can drop in and there's a PhD student there to help you with your assignment. So it's a little bit, you know, drop-in, you can chat, you work on your pronunciation, it's a little bit less formal, but that's kind of nice too. That's,
0: wow. That's yeah. fantastic. Yeah. Now, one thing I just sort of wanted to pick up on, um, it, it occurred to me um, with the phrase English as an additional language. That's something I haven't heard before. Ty- typically, I hear English as a second language. Right. But as you've remarked, there are many students that are coming in that already have second and third or possibly fourth languages, and then they're learning English. Yes. There's a lot of students who yeah. we see who, especially at the graduate level, um,
1: already speak one or two or three languages mm-hmm. already and then they're learning English as an additional. So there are sometimes students who are learning English um, as a second language mm-hmm. but we also see a lot of students who see who are learning English as an additional language. So we've changed our uh, there are language around it as well, so people feel more a little bit more inclusive about it. Right. Uh, and just sort of making people aware that the people who are learning English, it's not because it's
0: their first time learning it or the first language. It could be their third or their fourth, right, mm. and everything in between. And it's, uh, with, the, with the English as a second language, it might uh, suggest that uh, services are only available for people that are learning English as a second language, right. whereas uh, English as an additional language is, as you said, uh, far more inclusive. Yeah. That's, yeah. Yeah, sorry, that took me a while to... No, I know, it's a tongue twister, it is. Um,
1: but it's unbelievable. The, mm-hmm. the students, we see the graduate level and the stories and them juggling moving and having children and new jobs and learning everything at the same time. It's, mm-hmm. it's really, really remarkable. So we have a lot of resources as well for graduate students in particular, mm-hmm. um, which is really, really helpful too. So... Um, They can book an appointment online like they would with any other student. The resources are online, too. The same. They're for all students. Mm -hmm. Um, But we do have some things that are a little bit more specific, some strategies and tools for them, like staying motivated in graduate school. (laughs) (laughs) Because that's difficult, right?
0: How many people are laughing? right now yeah (laughs) right. it's tricky
1: just it's you know it's such a long period of time in undergrad you go week by week by week and it's before you know it's done um if you're working on a thesis a dissertation it's just you're
0: staring at the same project for years it's a long (laughs) long time so
1: we um we offer workshops on that and online resources of course one-on-one support anti-procrastination strategies for graduate students um motivation procrastination specifically for graduate students because you're dealing with different issues there's just more happening in life Mm -hmm. right there's just more happening in life you have to manage managing stress in graduate school we can help you with that managing your time in graduate school because there's so many more factors Mm -hmm. that are you know you're you're probably working one or two jobs and you might have a family and Mm -hmm. all the rest of it right so we can help you manage your time critical reading those skills you need in graduate school as well we can also help you it's a different level of reading and analyzing the data and we can help you with that also presentation anxiety in graduate (sighs) school right (sighs) um for a lot of students you're spending years and years and years reading and in your own little bubble and then all of a sudden dissertation comes up
0: and it's like frightening anytime I had to say anything in front of everybody or anybody like even my classmates I was actually like i feel really anxious i right. can feel anxious in my chest because yeah. i was just like i Oh, this is really difficult to understand, and I don't even know how to ask the question. <laughs> yeah, It's really intimidating. Yeah, it can right? be, right? Very, very yeah. intimidating. So
1: we have entire modules and workshops on presentation skills, um, which is really helpful, not just for graduate students, but for anybody who may be working through that skill and developing, developing it a little bit, bit more, too. So okay. we see everybody, you know, from their very first day of university to their last day of their PhD. We see, you know... We, 5,500 students a year and lots and lots of workshops. So it's one of those resources on campus that's free, and we just wish students would come and see us and come and see us early. Mm-hmm. A lot of times we see students when they're already stressed out, and we would love to see students when you first get here, you know, when you're first writing your paper, build up your confidence and get on the right track, and then, yeah. you know, feel a lot better about the process as it continues, you know. So,
0: whatever level you're in at university, in graduate or undergraduate, get to SAS as soon as possible and start booking some appointments and checking out those resources. Before things get weird. (laughs) Yeah,
1: before things just get weird. Our website is sass.queensu.ca. We're really easy to find. You can also just uh, Google Sass in Queens and we'll pop up. We're also on our social media as well at Queensu Sass. That's our handle. You can find us all over the place and on Facebook too. Feel free to send us messages. If there's specific resources that you're looking for and we don't have it, please let us know. Um, We try to cover as much as we possibly can, but sometimes there are assignments, there's Things that are a little bit more uh, intricate than other things, and we're all we're always building resources and building onto our things. So, if you need something that's you know you need more information about how to write a philosophy paper, for instance, send us that, and we'll start working on that. Right, so.
0: You are just a wealth of information <laughs> and great advice. Could you just Thank sit you. and stay here with me? We'll
1: put together a schedule for you. Okay. Yeah. Let's, <laughs> just week a, like. Let's just, manage your time.
0: I just well, I feel like I could manage my time quite well, Good. but I just like but you really just motivate me <laughs> too. I just feel the confidence and I, I, I just, already finished my thesis. I, 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 I don't you really could start another one. Totally <laughs> just start another. Get the books out now. No. No, no. please no. not oh no. my, my my partner might not that You're idea. Not like that. I yeah, uh, he yeah he was very supportive the first time around. I don't think he wants That's to, to another doctor. Yeah. All right. So uh, thank you very very You're much. Welcome. This has been a, a most informative, fascinating, and frankly super fun conversation oh, with you. Thank you so much. You're welcome. It's a pleasure. So, so we've been uh, spending our afternoon with Carly D'Amico of Student Academic Success Services. So again, one last time, how does one access the services and how do we uh, book appointments?
1: Right. So our services are offered uh, at three different levels, depending on what works best for you. So everything we have is available in module form. So whether it's writing, you want to learn how to do a bio lab, how to manage large assignments, which, you know, could be a dissertation, how to organize all of that stuff. Everything from how to take notes, how to read effectively, how to study for exams. So, you know, you're going to study for a multiple choice exam differently than you are for a math and stats exam. We can help you with quantity problem solving stress and coping skills how to focus how to memorize all that good stuff so that's on our website sas.queensu.ca we also have many many workshops coming up and you can check that out through our events calendar which is just sas.queensu.ca slash events there's a big button on the front too you can see that will be all over social media and around campus and then of course too you can book a one-on-one appointment with a writing consultant or professional learning strategist they're very friendly they're the nicest people i swear they just want to help you And you book that online, too. Just go to our website. You register with your Queen's email, and then you book yourself an appointment, and then you just bring your stuff in, and then we take care of you.
0: It's easy as that. And plus, you get to see Carly. Right. I'm at the front. We can do some high fives. It'll be good. I will. Yes, I recommend high fives. (laughs) Right now, high five. (laughs) High five. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Thanks for tuning in to Campus Beat. Have a wonderful day, and we'll see you next week.